Good evening, church, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name's Cole. I'm the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ, and this is Dan Spaeth. He's one of our elders. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to check out our website at www.churchofvictoria.com. If you're listening to this on the Heart and, Hand pod, heart and Hands podcast, Thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share. Uh, that really helps us out. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed and you get the bell turned on so you get notified every time we upload a video. If you're interested in helping this work and supporting this work and seeing the gospel go out and seeing uh, lessons about scripture go out, and uh, this work has blessed you, I want to encourage you to donate. If you go over to the website, there's a donate button there. And you'll, PayPal is the people we donate with, and so they'll be able to walk you through how to get a donation to us. Uh, if you can't figure that out, you could always send a check to 801 East Airline Road. Um, Victoria, Texas. Victoria, Texas. 77901. Yes, sir. 77901. So, again, we really thank you. And, and this work is fully supported yep, by Central absolutely. Church of Christ. We're not asking for your money because we need it. We're asking because it's an opportunity to well, partner we, with. We know that there are some folks that are watching that are religious, faithful. They watch. They're not... the uh, they're not part of a church anywhere, and they watch us, and, and they enjoy what we do, and if they, want to be, if they want to partner with us, hey, we would love to have them partner with us that way. Well, and it is a partnership. This is Absolutely. storing up treasure in heaven, and that's, that's what it is when you join with a work. You have full partnership Absolutely. in it. It's as if you had a chair, and you were sitting here right yeah. alongside us. Yeah. So uh, actually just, just recently got to meet somebody who, who watches regularly, yeah. and uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. He, was, he told me, he goes, uh, he goes, I feel, I feel like I know you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, because he watches all the time. It's pretty cool. It yeah, was. So it was very cool. He lives in Houston. Yes, he does. And, uh, yep. and watches. And I know there are other people, other places that watch religiously. They enjoy the, the way we're doing this and how we're navigating through the text. He said it's neat, really neat to, to hear y'all talk about something I've already read and maybe didn't see the things that y'all bring out. He said that's pretty cool. He likes that, so. Hey, well, it's good. it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, we uh, we love doing this. You know? And he said the same thing that I've heard numerous people say. You know, the part of it I really like, I like the question at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> so well, I'm glad. But we're going to be in Genesis chapter 27, where uh, I think we're going to, yeah, we'll finish out that uh, that narrative arc with Jacob and Esau. Mm -hmm. If you remember last week, uh, Jacob stole the birthright with the help of his mother from his, his older figure. brother. Yeah, go figure. Or the blessing. He had already he, stole yeah, the birthright. He, yeah. Um, so, you know, now he's he's earned that name, Supplanter. Yes. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know why Rebecca didn't get any credit for it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Um, so they I'm were a forward. team. Yeah, they were a team. They were a team. They were a team. Yeah, they were. All right, well, why don't you open us up with a word okay, of prayer and then we'll pray. get into it. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to gather together with all of our, our viewers and, and Cole and I getting together and just just talking and just communicating about the text. Uh, text is powerful. It can do great things, Father. And, and we want to learn what it says. We want to learn what it means to us and, and how these people interacted and what we what we can learn from them. And I pray, Father, you help us to do that this, this evening. Uh, thank you for those that are watching. I pray, Father, with each one of them, any, they have special needs and wants. And, and uh, Father, we'd love to know if, if there's anything we can do to help. And if, we, if, if that's not possible, then we'd like to say something here now, uh, tonight, that might touch them in a very special way. Help us to do that, Father. Uh, you know them, and you know what needs to happen tonight. Bless us, Father. Thank you for the opportunity. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, let me ask you, Dan, have you uh, ever been so angry at someone that you were ready to kill them? Oh yeah, yeah, my brother. <laughs> my bro yeah, my brother was a jerk. You know? Okay. When we were growing up, he oh, he was a jerk. I didn't really want to kill him, but you know, man, I we fought a lot. I yeah. want, I wanted to, you know. What's the age difference? Uh, four years. And who's five who's, years? Who's I'm older. I'm older. the oldest. Yeah. You know, and, and you know he's a uh, he's bigger than I am, uh, but it didn't matter. You know, he, I still wanted to clock him all the time, you know, but, you know, and, and we fought a lot, you know, we did, we fought a lot and I, and I just didn't like him very much, hmm. you know, you know, he was, uh, he wanted to imitate me some in, in the past and he wanted to be like me and, you know, and I'm looking around and saying, you know, man, go find somebody else to, 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 to follow around. But, uh, you know, we have a decent relationship now. I mean, he calls me regular and we talk, we talk regular, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really wanted to, I wanted to. Want to clock that little rascal, but and I did a lot, you know. You know, we did, you know. He, he uh, 
you know, he, he, he has, he has a pretty back in the day, not anymore back in the day, he had a pretty violent temper Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you could set him off pretty easy. And I knew how to, I knew how to set him off. And, and I just, I'd, I'd punch buttons that I needed to punch. And, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've had him come after me with different objects before, (laughs) but, you know, but, you know, and, and, you know, I I guess it was just, it was just brother kind of fighting and, and stuff, but, you know, uh, I don't know that we liked each other that much. We do now, but uh, but it was uh, so. Uh, he's the he's the one that I can think of that uh, I don't think I've ever had anybody that I really wanted to hurt. You know that. Uh, you know I mean. You know we have we have all that kind of stuff when we're growing up, and we and we think we're, you know, we think we're all that, and you know somebody challenges us and we want to hurt somebody, but you know not anybody that I wanted to I wanted to not like this text. Where where Jacob has done to his, I mean where 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 uh, you know Jacob has done to his brother what he's done, you know I still would I still would have had my brother's back, you know if somebody came after my brother, but I've seen him do some stuff that uh, that gave me pause <laughs> that he might be just a tad crazy, <laughs> you know but uh, uh, because like I said he could he could lose his mind in a hurry man hmm. and. Uh, and got and could and I thought could get dangerous. So, uh, but you know, hey, he didn't. And and uh, but you know, this the the text we have here is is uh, uh, about two brothers the same way. And and it, and I didn't know what you were asking me that, but that was the first guy that popped into my head was was my brother. You know, had a didn't we had a kind of a love hate relationship most of our lives. Well, it's interesting you say that because I I so I'm the second oldest, so I have an older brother myself who's five years older than me. Mm-hmm. And we uh, could not stand each other growing up. And, um, I mean, it got better. You know, now that we're adults, it's it's better. Uh, we don't talk regularly, but that's mm-hmm. that's a common feature in my, on my, mm-hmm. my family. Um, none of us really talk regularly. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting you say that. So I, I remember growing up, my older brother dragging me around by the hair and throwing metal ashtrays at me and stuff like yeah, that and yeah. you know that type of thing and i did that kind of stuff to my brother yeah see yeah so maybe yeah. it's just an older brother thing he so came with a, he came to me with a butcher knife one time <laughs> you know? yeah and we had a really small house and we had a really small kitchen and he pulled a butcher knife out of the cabinet and he was coming after me and uh, didn't go well for him <laughs> you know that didn't that didn't go well so it's interesting that dynamic of of brother rivalry i guess i don't yeah. know you know i don't yeah. I, even looking back at it now, I'm not really sure how I how I think about it. You know, I don't know. I mean, we were just both jerks is kind of the way I look Pretty at much, it Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But, that same way it was with us. But I don't know if I ever I, – I don't know if I ever got to the point. I'm not sure if he ever got to the point either where where it was this severe. Yeah. You know, this severe. Well, I, I, you know, we had we had these little newspapers that we used to get in the, in, in, on Fridays, and they were called the Southside Reporter. They were about this big, and they were wrapped up, rolled up, and they were about that big around – and they would make great bats, you know. And we used to we used to have fights with them out in all the neighborhood kids, and we'd throw them at each other and, and uh, kind of play, you know, Southside reporter tag. And uh, he'd come around a big bush that we had in the front yard, and I was waiting on him. And uh, and I had one of them in my hand, and I and I swung and hit him, and I hit him right across the face. It was on, man. <laughs> it was on, you know. But but yeah, that didn't that didn't have, make him very happy, but. You know, we did that kind of stuff to each other. I guess that's what all brothers and sisters do. I guess, and, you know, uh, but didn't like each other very much. I don't think. You know, I can't really remember that. But uh, you know, you sound like the, kind of what your brother did to you is what I was doing to him. So right, yeah, that's what it. What it it never got. It never got to this extreme because this is extreme. Right. This. Well, this is. This is. This yeah, is. Extreme. You know, I mean, you saw wants to kill him. Yes. I didn't really want to kill my brother. I just wanted to maim him. You know, for a moment, you know, just kind of, just, I, I, you know, I just. Well, there's wanted, a there's a vast difference between wanting to become a a inconvenience and and what Esau is going to express here. Yeah. Uh, in verse, well, I, I'll give I'll give you, you know, my parents when I left, he was still at home, and they babied him and coddled him, and you know, and 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 I'm going, are you kidding me? Stuff he's getting away with, man, they'd kick me out of the house for doing that stuff, you know, and of course that didn't help the relationship any. Right. You know, I'm looking at him now. I looked at him then. I said, "Man, you prima donna." You know, and I get I get all beat up over this stuff, and you and you get to do whatever, find drugs in your car, and everybody says, "Oh, he's such a wonderful little boy." What? 
you know, they find drugs in my car and I'm done. So anyway, and, and but it's the kind of the same, you know, what do we remember? Isaac loved Esau and Rebecca loved Jacob, right? That's so right. it was kind of that dynamic. So you see kind of it was the same kind of dynamic as you had and I had. And it was the same thing. It just it progressed to a point. Human families are messy and they were messy then and they're messy. Well, now. that's an understatement. Yeah. Human families are messy. They are. Because they're full of people. They're full of people. <laughs> full of people. Right. The church is messy because it's full, of full of people. If it wasn't for the people, the church would be great. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I'm kidding, guys. You know, I, I love I love all my brethren. I do. Uh, but people, we, we, we tend to bring a mess with us. Yeah. Just like this, just maybe not to this extreme. But well, anyway. you know, it's like we, we talked about this morning. Um, you know, we, I, we were doing our counseling thing. And... Uh, you know, I looked looked across at this this person and I said, look, you know, I'm a beggar, he's a beggar, she's a beggar, and you're a beggar. The only difference is we know we're beggars and you don't yet. <laughs> yeah, you don't you know. know. You don't yeah, that was, that, that was yet. good. That was really good. Um, you know, it's you, the, the church is a hospital. You've said it many times. It's mm-hmm. filled with broken people doing yeah, broken if you, things. Yeah, if you're looking for a place, guys, if you're if you're watching us, you know, this Central is a, is a is, we're a hospital. That's what we're, we're not a church. We're a hospital. We're a hospital for sick folks. And in any, any given day, you come to this place, on any given Sunday, you come to this place, and you're going to see a bunch of people here that are in one state or another of recovery. That's right. Some are not so doing so well, and some are doing a lot better. And some are going to do a lot better in the future. That's right. I mean, right. it's just what it is. I mean, it is a hospital. And I think if a church is not a hospital, then it's not fulfilling its, its role to its people hmm. because they, they need to know that they're that they that they're that they're struggling still. Well, Even though we have salvation that's right. and we're saved, I'm still I'm still a work in progress. I'm still working at well, this. That's why we have we can approach that throne of mercy. You know, yeah, not that absolutely. throne of judgment, but that throne of mercy. Absolutely. And so and and helping people live into the spirit and, you know, give turn towards the spirit and do the things that the Spirit would have us do so the Spirit can produce fruit in us. Yeah, all of absolutely. those things are good. Absolutely. So in verse 41, we really see to the extent of how messy this family has gotten. Yeah, it's gotten bad. Um, yeah. You know, it, it really started with Abraham. Mm-hmm. And it probably started with Terah. You know, it prob- we could probably, we don't have Terah's story. No. So, so Terah is Abraham's father, of course. And so we can't see what went on in the family back then. But we know all the way, going all the way back to Adam and Eve, you know, they had Cain and Abel, and there was a murder, the well, first murder. Something something you do we do know is all through history, your history, my history, all through history, fam- families perpetuate roles. Yes. They do. Yes. Children will, little boys will watch their fathers and will perpetuate the, the, the lifestyle of their father. Yes. You know, we had our retreat. We talked about... What kind of legacy are you going to leave? You know, as Christian men, what kind of legacy? And who are we influencing in each one of our lives? Well, your guys were saying, I'm influencing my wife, my children. What are you leaving them? Because they are going to carry it on. That's what's happening here. That's the same thing is happening thousands of years later. We're still seeing the same dynamic. Absolutely. And so it's come to this point. We're looking at uh, Genesis chapter 27, verse 41. We come to this point, and Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. So it's gotten very severe at this point. He's saying, you know what? He doesn't like you much, does he? No. I'm gonna, my father's going to die. Yeah. You know, my father's going to die. And those days of mourning will be over. And then I'm going to kill this guy. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, makes it sound, and this is this is something we talked about a little bit last time. The text makes it sound like Jacob, or excuse me, that, uh, that it makes it sound like Israel, or dang it, that's Jacob. Uh, it makes it sound like Isaac. There we go, finally yeah. got it. Makes it sound like Isaac is on his way out. But he's not. But he's not. No, he's not. I mean, there, there, there's there's a, what, 20, another 20 years to go yet? Something like that? Well, Jacob goes to Paddan Aram, mm-hmm. and, he lives, and he, he lives in Paddan Aram for 20 years, and he comes back with a whole and, family. And his, his dad's still alive. And his dad's still alive. Yeah. So, he, so from our perspective of the text, it looks like Isaac is on his way out. But Esau is a character within the text. He knows just how close Isaac really is to death and really is not. In other words... A grudge is the perfect word for this 
Because Esau is getting ready in his heart to murder his brother every day for the next 20 years. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's Can't insane. Y'all going to let it go. And something, too, I think that we don't really see is he, is he understands he has a relationship with his father enough to know, I will not do it while my dad's alive. Because he knows what it would do to his father. How many times have we seen patriarchs and families pass and then the family just completely fall oh, apart? Oh, man. Yeah. The family implodes. It just implodes because that, that glue is not there anymore. Because Rebecca's not the glue. She's not the glue. Isaac is. Because, and, and, I, and something she says here, it says in verse 42, when Rebecca was told what her older son Esau had said, older son, he's older by a, by a minute, a second, five seconds. You know, remember what it said? That Jacob came out holding his foot. <laughs> So, I mean, I mean, one comes out and then the other comes out. I mean, That's this true. older is not like like me and my brother five years or four years. You know, it's it's four seconds. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But she looks at Esau as her older son, because he is. And what is the prophecy? The older will serve the younger. Now again, that is. That is a true blue prophecy because that's not what we see later in Jacob's life. No. In Jacob's life, he comes back from Padanaram and he he sends gifts to Esau. He bows down before Esau. He calls Esau his master. So, But we're talking about nations, though. We're talking about nations. And so it's important to grab yeah, onto that. Something they need to remember. We that's right. We brought that up a couple of weeks ago. That's something that when you look at this, it's not about Esau and Jacob. It's about nations. What ends up happening is the text uses their names in the place of nations. Oh, nation. And that's very common. Well, Israel. Israel. Israel is going to be, Jacob's name is going to be turned to Israel. He is going to be Israel. Right. But he, but he uses his name to signify a whole group of people, his whole family, and, and even, even to this day. So we've got, in this text, we've got a murderer. Because that's, that's what he is. Jesus says it in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you hate your brother, you've, you've killed him in your heart. Yeah. And what Esau is getting prepared to do, it's, it's going to kill his brother every day for the next 20, 30 years. Until he gets a chance to do it. Until he gets it. Yeah, right. So he's going to be killing Jacob in his heart. So we've got a murderer, and we've got a thief mm-hmm. and a liar. And he's God's going to— That's gonna, what the planner means. And God's going to use these, these guys. Yeah. That's what God's going to do. So it gives me great hope. Yeah. <laughs> You could use them. You could use me. I mean, if he can, if he can, if he can take this mess and turn something around with it, holy moly! Just wait until Laban enters the picture. Then oh, it yeah. get, then it gets really. It gets. Oh, you think it's bad that's now? Just, that's just coming right <laughs> next. Yeah. yeah. And you know, guys, uh, as we do this, this is there is going to be. You're going to see so many broken, dysfunctional, marginalized people that God is going to do some incredible things with. Right. I mean, it really is. But the only one that we're ever going to see that did, isn't like that is Jesus Himself. That's right. The rest of them, they're all a they're all a train wreck. They just are. I mean, and you put enough of them together, and you just got a bigger train wreck. Is all you have. So don't look in the mirror and say God can't use me, and I'm no good, and I don't have any value because God's been using people like that for the whole the, for the whole thing. What I'm not sure who who said it, but I've seen it, you know, floating around. Um, God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies the called. That's exactly right. And it's that's and, a good that's that's good. Right. It's it's very. I thought it was very uh, succinct, but that's that is. He has what to it qualify is. us. He does. And he and he tells us that, and I think in the book Colossians, that he qualifies us to share. You know? Well, and it's, it's like again what we were talking about this morning. I'm a beggar. He's a beggar. She's a beggar. You're the only one who doesn't understand that you're a beggar. Yeah. It's that simple. You know, who we are before Christ, we're beggars. Well, when when you understand, if you're watching, you understand that you're no different than he saw Jacob, Dan, mm. Cole, the rest of us. We're all the same. That's why we have to have a hospital. That's why we have to have Jesus, the great physician, and Jesus has to fix the broken stuff. That's right. You know, you know my son has been, has been you know, got some skin cancer thing, and, and he's, what did he do? He went to the doctor. You know, your, your wife, before... Before we started, she she was on on the phone and she just got through the doctor's appointment, checking out her heart. Some maybe some issues there. Go to the doctor. Well, if you got a spiritual problem, right. you can't fix it yourself. We've seen that happen too many times where people try to fix it themselves. What happens with that? Oh, it's it. Their life is destroyed. It doesn't make it. You, you know, you're, you're never gonna because what you think is acceptable, God won't. Well, you, again, like the like the person we were studying with this morning, it was very clear. You know. Decades and decades and decades spent trying to fix themselves. 
trying to, to fill that hole and in their broke, life. more broken now than they were when they were 18, when they were 28. More broken now. So broken now that, that they may not even let anybody fix them. And that's sad. But we're going to keep trying. That's we'll right. keep trying. So. So in 42, when Rebecca was told that her older son Esau, older by like by a half a second, uh, yeah. said she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, your brother now, Esau. Now don't forget, this is the one she likes. That's right, yes. Okay. Your brother Esau is planning to avenge himself by killing you. So now the mother is aware. Yeah. The mother is aware that Esau is planning so it wasn't, this. It wasn't some, somebody was hiding. The house knew That's that right. Esau was ticked off. Right, right, because... Yeah. When Rebecca, when Rebecca was told, so somebody came and told her. Yeah. So did so did Esau come and tell her? Well, I don't know. I, you know, I, I look at my family. I don't think anybody. I don't think my mom ever knew that my brother and I were. Maybe she did, and I just didn't know she did. But I don't think she knew that my brother pulled a knife on me. Hmm. I don't think she knew that I hit my brother across the face with a bat. Well, not a bat. It was a newspaper, but it was hard as a bat. You know, I don't think she knew. You know, this. There's no secret here. That's right. There yeah. is no love lost and there's no secret here. Everybody knows that Esau is mad. Well, and and listen to her response to this. This is, to me, again, this is crazy. The response isn't, hey, let's mediate this. No. You know, Isaac isn't dead yet. Nobody's dead yet. Let's let's go to him, the patriarch, and have this mediated out. No, yeah. no, no. That's not the response. The response is this. Now then, my son, do what I say. Flee at once. Just run away, right, to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. When your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I'll send word what for you, you to did? come back wait from there. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. What <laughs> we did to you, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, you know, Mama, when are you going to take some responsibility here? No, she's not. No, this she, is, she, you, no, she's not. you did this. We're not telling him I had a hand in this. This was all you. Can you imagine what, what he would, if he knew that his mother is the one that put the thought well, in she's, it in? She's cooking the food and getting the goat skins for the guy's neck, you know? Like, I mean. The more we study this, the more dysfunctional it becomes. How in the world is God going to use this? <laughs> well, and what's what's funny is when we see Laban and we see how he treats Jacob, we see where all of this, not where it all started, but we see that this is where Rebecca got it too, right? Yeah. Oh, Rebecca yeah. learned this in the same place another Laban learned it. Another dysfunctional family. Another dysfunctional oh, family. Oh, my God. Who so, would have thought? So we're just going to, what, what I want you to do, son, is is we're dysfunctional and you need to run over here to my brother who's also dysfunctional. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll solve everything. We'll solve all the problems. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> this is a hoot. I so, forgot how funny this really is. So, so then, But, you know, Jacob's going to get what he got coming. He is. He is going to get what he, he got is, coming. He's he going to pay yeah, up. Yeah, he will. So when your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, then I'll send word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? That's an interesting comment. Oh, wow. I never, I never forgot that was there. That's an interesting comment. What did comment. she look at? She's lost her son. Maybe he knows. Maybe he knows that she had a hand in this. You think he knew that? Uh, oh, God forbid that he knew that she didn't like him. That she liked it, that she liked his brother. Well, I don't. I, so what is what does she mean? Why should I lose both of you in one day? So if Esau kills Jacob, what? It, so who's going to kill Esau? No, I don't think that's what she means at all. Well, what, is, what does she mean? Then? I think she's lost him already. I think she lost him a long time ago. Oh, I think she lost him a long time ago. I've seen families like this. That's I've seen families where the mother loved the, the the daughter and elevated, and 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 this was her princess, and the and the and she spent all of her time with the with the daughter and and the little boy in the family, just not getting any attention. So now he gravitates to the father, and now there's a there's now she's basically in a sense she's lost the little boy. I've seen that happen, mm -hmm. and then the little boy can't stand the sister, so the little boy makes the sister's life miserable, and then the sister has to go, now she loses them both. Because the sister's mad now, and because they don't stay little, they grow up and they become like Esau and Jacob. Mm. And I think that that you you can't hide this kind of dynamic. You can't hide favoritism. Mm. What's going to happen with Joseph? We'll get to down the road. Yeah. You know, he's got a whole bunch of brothers, and what does his dad do? Sets him up to have his head cut off. Yeah, he does. His dad did that to him. Showed favoritism to him, and the brothers hated him for it. That's right. Yeah. So you don't think that there was that that Esau would walk in a room and and Rebecca would cringe when he walked in a room because she just didn't like him that she favored her other son? 
I don't know. But it, but that that statement she makes, you know, why should I lose both of you in one day? You know, she's already lost Esau now, and he probably knows what's happened. Now, we're reading between the lines here. Oh, for sure. Because I don't know really what happened. I'm trying to figure out what does she mean here. Could it have been that? And I'm doing this for the for our viewers' sake because I guarantee you there's somebody out there that's watching or will watch it that, that's looking and said, God, man, that sounds look, looks like my family. Let me tell you. God's going to use them in some powerful, powerful way. Even Esau can use them in some powerful ways, and he can use he can use you, and he can use us, and he's used me, and he's used you. Even though you were abused by your brother, and I abused my brother, I still God can use us. Well, let's not be unfair. I was abusive to my brother as well. It well, was, okay, it, it went both ways. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't remember it was that way in my family. Oh, it went both ways. You know, I don't. All right, so then in 46, then Rebecca said to Isaac, you know, I'm disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. Right, because of these Hittite women. Remember, Esau went out and got women from the land, right? Didn't, so we, that happened earlier, I think. Well, it's going to happen 25. again here in a minute. It is. Because I read ahead, it's going to get. It, it is. Yeah. And so he's, so he's, she says, I'm disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. Oh, wait till you get to 28. You know, how about, I'm disgusted with living because our old eldest eldest by five second son wants to kill our younger by five second son you know how about i'm i'm sick of living because our, our family is so dysfunctional isaac you know how about <laughs> golly gee you know i mean there are about a hundred different things we could talk about here and this is what she says if jacob this takes gives a wife, me great hope though this gives me great hope because i know what's going to happen with these this family i know what he's going to do with this family i know what he says to isaac he says i'm gonna make of you a great nation and, he's, and he restates all the things that he said to his father. He mm -hmm. restates them to him. He's going to restate them to Jacob. So well, you know what I know? God, God doesn't mm. wait and look for perfect people. He makes us perfect through the blood of his son. That's right. And then uses us. Yeah, well, God, God is working despite all this. This is, yeah. this is the human chaos. Yeah. So if, yeah. we, if we had to model this, if we were to take this text and just lay it over Genesis chapter 1, this would be the spirit of God was hovering over the chaotic waters. Yeah. Yeah. This is the chaotic waters, yeah. and he's like, oh, it's cute. I'm going to have to fix all this. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. This, yeah. They're, oh, they're silly. I'm going to have to come in here and straighten <laughs> some of this up, stuff out. Clean yeah. this up. Okay. So then Rebecca said to Isaac, I'm disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. If Jacob takes a wife from among the women of this land, from Hittite women like these, my life will not be worth living. So she knows how to manipulate Isaac. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. she she's been with Isaac for a long time. Yeah. This was this was the woman that he he turned to after his mother Sarah died, um, and so they she knows what to say to him, and most wives do. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so now we're in chapter twenty eight. We're looking at verse one. So Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. What just happened in this narrative? Think about it. Does Isaac know that it was Rebecca pushing this? Probably not. I don't know. Why would Isaac's response be to his unfavorite son, this? Mm. I don't know. I'm just saying it's strange. So Isaac called for Jacob well, and blessed him. Well, you know, him. dysfunctional families are strange. He blessed him, but he didn't he already bless him? Yeah, but he's going to ask him to do something. He's going to command him to do something here different. Right. Because Rebecca said, man, we've got chaos here. You know, and, and remember, Isaac loves Rebecca. Oh, yeah. You know, and when you love a woman, you know, or you love a man, sometimes you'll overlook some things that they do and try to try to fix them. Mm. We all do that. So maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I know that Isaac, Isaac knows he knows God and he knows that God's going to bless his family. And he knows that he just gave the blessing that was supposed to give that God's already said was going to happen. He told him. That the, that the older was going to serve the younger. So this is, he should remember this. So maybe some of this stuff is coming back and he's saying, you know what? God this, knows what he's doing. God's did it. God did this. It, it you know, there's eye-opening experiences for families a lot of times. And you look around and look back at the past and say, wow, God really, that's pretty cool. God mm -hmm. did some awesome stuff. Man, with all that chaos and that disharmony and that, that upheaval, mm -hmm. he did some good, great stuff in well, all of that. He looks at his son and he says, then he commanded him, do not marry a Canaanite woman. Go at once to Paddan Aram, to the house of your mother's father, Bethel. Take a wife for yourself there from among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you 
and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you became a community of peoples. May he give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham so that you may take possession of the land where you now reside as a foreigner, the land God gave to Abraham. Then Isaac sent Jacob on his way and he went to Padaram to Laban, son of Bethuel, the Aramean, Aramea, Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, who was the mother of Jacob and Esau. Now Esau learned that Isaac... So now Esau learns of this plot. He I want, learns... I want, to, I want to make a thing here. Remember, there, you know, when you see you know, guys going and marrying their cousins, you know, it wasn't the same dynamic as it is today. Okay? That, that, that's frowned on in society. In some societies, it's frowned so on. So in, in cultures that still exist in that area, this is still a common practice. Really? Pretty sure. Well, so this is a this is a cultural difference. In our culture, this is abhorrent. It, we frown upon this. It's yeah. heavily frowned upon. Yeah. In, in some states, it's probably illegal. And then in, in other cultures, states, yeah. in other cultures, this would kind of be the norm. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what to tell you. It's well, just the way it is. I just I just saw it and I said, you know, he's gonna he's marrying he's marrying within the family. This yes. is this is intermarriage marriage at its finest. Yes. Yeah. Well, not at its finest. He 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 will he will demonstrate inner family marriage. But in know, fact, to the extent that God Himself will come along and say and, and outlaw what Jacob does. But, here. You know, th- but there's, you know, and I'm I'm not medically trained or anything, but you know, this is dangerous to do. Um, can yes, be, can it be, can be, can be. It can I mean, cause I, it could cause problems with children. I. I Right. I, yes. Depend. I mean. I mean. That's well documented. That, for example, if a brother or sister were to to marry and have children, that that can be very destructive genetically. To a, genetically. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's well but documented. It, but even first cousins marrying can be can can be a problem. Well, I mean, especially when you start getting four or five lines down the road. Yeah. When you get four or five lines down the road, it's especially you know they say troubling. That, that from what I've heard they say that. You know, third, fourth cousins. It gets less and less as you. But go. It, again, this isn't. This is neither here nor there. This is just their culture. So mm-hmm. this is normal. This is considered acceptable in their culture. In fact, in verse six, now Esau learned that Isaac had blessed Jacob and had sent him to Padanaram to take a wife from there, and that when he blessed him, he commanded he commanded him, "Do not marry a Canaanite woman." That's all he heard out of that. <laughs> yeah, that's all he heard out of that. Okay. Yeah. And that Jacob had obeyed his father and mother and had gone to Padanaram. <coughs> Esau then realized how displeasing the Canaanite women were to his father Isaac. He just figured this one out. <laughs> wow. So he goes to his family. So he then he went to Ishmael. Ishmael is Isaac's half brother. Yeah. And married Mahal, Ma, Mahaloth, the sister of Nebaioth, and daughter of Ishmael, son of Abraham, in addition to the wives he already had. So I've already so, got these two Canaanite women. So he so he goes and finds one that absolutely absolutely his father can't stand the the culture and he marries one. Is he a little bit hacked off? Uh I think he's I think he's trying to please his father, actually. I think he's he think he's trying to please his father. Wait, wait a minute. Because he goes to he goes to Ishmael. He already had the two Canaanite wives. Mm-hmm. And so now he's going to Ishmael, not a So he's gonna go so he's not gonna go get a Canaanite woman. He's not getting a Canaanite woman, a woman from the land. He's getting a, a woman who is related in their bloodline. Okay. Well, just right, like I Jacob said to okay, yeah. I got it. But uh, it's still you know, maybe you're right. It just seems to me like uh, you know. Well, it, it's again, it's interesting how this, look at all the family dynamics here, okay? Mm-hmm. Rebecca doesn't like what's going on, so she tells Jacob to run away, right? God forbid we sit down and talk about this. No, 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 no. You better run away, right? <laughs> yeah. Lord forbid we, we get to the root of the issue here, which is, you know, I'm encouraging your backstabbing Guys, and everything if you have problems in your family, don't take their, don't, don't take don't their do example. This. Don't, don't, don't do take this. their example. You know, this is a bad so way to Esau, do this. upset and hurt, now Isaac confirms the blessing again, right? He That's... But all he hears, don't marry a Canaanite woman. So he's looking at his wives going, oh, I guess they don't like them. What do you mean you guess? You don't know? Yeah. Like, how did you not know this? Yeah. You know? So, but his Maybe response, his dad didn't say anything. Well, but his response. His Maybe response, because it was Esau, his dad didn't say anything. But look at what he does. He doesn't go and talk to his parents and go, wait a minute. But, you guys don't, don't. But his parents didn't go talk to him? Exactly. This is my point. So what is his response? <laughs> I'm going to just go marry another woman. Yes, you need three wives now. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, because that's what God said in the garden. Yeah, you and and three other women will all be one. That's what he said. No. No, he didn't. No, This he was didn't. what men wanted to do. This was this was absolutely what men wanted yeah. to do. And this they was saw, not what God and said And they to saw do. it in Abraham. Yeah. After Sarah, 
How many concubines did he have? Yeah. The text doesn't give us a definitive number, but we know. Here we see it again, and we're going to see it with Jacob too. I, you know, this, this is this is amazing to me. This is amazing. You know, the the dysfunctionality that's it, that that we see in this short. And when it we've compounds. only been in the, we're only in the book twenty eight chapters. It compounds. It compounds. Oh after yeah, every absolutely. generation. Absolutely. More and more and more. It, it, it that that's I mean that's this is a track. This is the track of what you see families today. It just compounds. The more you did, do dysfunctional, the more dysfunctional it becomes. It's just the way it works. Well. Amidst this chaos, God's going to step in. Yes. So in 28, uh, chapter 28, verse 10, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord. Notice the capitals. Yes. This mm-hmm. is Yahweh, covenant yeah. God. Mm-hmm. The Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Now, why would God make this promise to a thief and a liar? Because this is part of the plan that he that he originally gave to Abraham. This was the, this is the covenant relationship that he's that he's building, and he's going to bring a Messiah to 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 accomplish this. I don't disagree, but why not choose Esau? Well, because Esau wasn't who he planned. I, I'm just telling you, I don't have the answers for you. Well, and that's it's just that. That is the answer. The answer is God. I don't know. God made a well, choice, and it's the same thing. You know. I don't know why things happen today the way they happen. You know, people lose people in their lives. Family members die. Children die. You know, things happen. You know, I don't know why they happen. I don't know how God works in all of that. I have no idea. But what I do know is that, that I trust my God to make, thing, to make, it, make everything okay for me. I trust him. I'm going to keep stay faithful because I'm not going to look at it and say, well, I'm not going to shake my, say, you know. You know, we've seen that with people that we've talked to, haven't sure. we? They're so angry that God did this to me. You know, no, no. God is going to make choices. It's his prerogative. Yes. He is God. Mm-hmm. He can see down the road. He can see what needs to happen and what doesn't need to happen. Yeah. And he's going to make choices. But he's also made promises. And he has. And he makes this awesome promise here. This isn't something that we should look at and be upset about. This is a wonderful promise he gives to Jacob. But Jacob is not deserving of this promise. God is, And that's what I really wanted to hit on here. God is not giving Jacob this promise because Jacob is this awesome guy who's done everything the right way. This is about grace. This is 100% about grace. And he, God knows that through Jacob and through Jacob's family, he can bless the entire world. He is going to bless the entire yes, world. Yes, he is. And he knows this is the way it needs to be. So he's going to do what needs to be done. Not because he hates Esau. Not because he doesn't love Esau. And we don't know how. And he will get frustrated at a point because he will tell Moses at a point, get out of my way, I'm going to wipe them out, and I'm going to make of you a great That's nation. Right. So he does, you know, he does get, you know. But he's got grace. Yes. And it's not dependent on us. No. It wasn't dependent on Abraham. It wasn't dependent on Isaac. And it's not dependent dependent on Jacob. Isaac isn't the one who's who's throw, calling the shots here. Isaac tried to bless Esau, ended up blessing Isaac, and God's not sitting up there going, oh, well, I guess I got to do that now. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. He already no. knew. He already knew who he was going to bless. He already knew what was, he already knew how he was going to work things out. But after these, he awesome, knows what I'm going to do before, way before I ever ever do it. He, it says he knows what I'm going to do. He knows what I'm going to become before I'm ever born. That's right. He knows. He still gives me a free choice to make those choices, but he knows the choice I'm going to make. He has foreknowledge. Yes, he, he knows does. the end. Yeah. He knows how all these things yeah. are going to go, and he knows he knows what he needs to do to get his church through it. Yeah. He knows what he needs to do to get Christ here, and he knows how to see his church through difficult yes. times. And he will. Verse 16, when Jacob awoke from his sleep, this is great. you got to listen to this. He thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. 
This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, through the, uh, though the city there used to be called Luz. Bethel means house of God. Yes. Within Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. So let me get this straight. God comes to you and makes this blessing. I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And you will spread out to the west and to the east. And he promises all these wonderful things. And then Jacob says, I've got to make a vow about it. I've got to confirm what God said. If God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, but you weren't listening, mm -hmm. didn't God just say that? Mm -hmm. On this I, journey, I think, I'm taking. I think. Me... I think, for me, it's a little different. I think it's a, it. This is a confirmation of when I come face to face with God, and every one of us has to at some point. You know, if we don't do it in this life, we will do it in the life to come, in, at judgment. But if I come face to face with God. And, and maybe this is the first time he's, he, he's on his own. Mom and daddy ain't there. And now he's come face to face with God. God showed up and he said, oh my. Now I know it's real what everybody's been saying. Just like Paul did on the road to Damascus. Uh-oh. Hmm. And when you figure out it's real, a vow that you make, it said, if this is what God's going to do, then by golly, I'm going to be. Look at what he said. In fact, I, I looked at it today and I, and I marked it, highlighted it. I said, then God, he made a vow. If God's going to be with me and will watch over me in, on this journey, again, give me food and clothes, then so I will return safely to my father's house. Then the Lord is going to be my God. Wasn't he before? Evidently not. Probably not. Hmm. It was his father's God. Maybe his mother's God, not his God. He just, this just now became his God. All right. And, and when you watch children do that, you watch them flounder around in the world and you've tried everything you know. You've, you've not left them a very good example to follow or you've left them a great example to follow. And sometimes they still flounder around and they flounder around and they don't make right choices and they, and they, keep, and they keep, you know, twisting one bad thing into another bad thing into another bad thing. And then one day, one day, they look around and they say, huh, oh my God. And maybe it's when they have their children of their own. You know, maybe it's when they... Maybe it's when God has showed up and, and slapped them right in the mouth and they and they show up and say, Man, he's real. You know, I don't I don't disagree. I, I see what you're saying. However, it is our nature to sell God short. Okay. And not to hear the things that he says. Okay. His response here is this if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, he's already said that he's going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm taking, will give me food to eat and clothes to wear. He's gonna bless all the nations of the earth through you. Mm-hmm. So that I return safely to my father's household. He's already told you your descendants are going to be. What did he tell you when you became a Christian? When you came face to face with God, what did he tell you he was going to do with you? He didn't tell me anything. Hmm? Through the word, what did he tell me? What did oh, he tell you? I mean. What did he start talking? When he started talking to you through the word, what did he tell you? Oh, a lot. Yeah. He told you all kinds of things that he could that he's going to do with you. And sure. do through you. And some of it, some of it you kicked and fought and scratched, clawed, trying not to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. And, uh, and that those things were available all along. Yeah. But you had to come face to face. When you finally did, you said, you know what? Now I believe you. But that's but that's what I'm pointing out. This isn't his I believe you statement. Okay. This is his I've heard what you said, mm -hmm. and now I'm going to say something to confirm it. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. I don't I, – I, I see what you're saying, but I don't agree with you. Okay. I think, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a, a come to Jesus moment in, for, in a sense. I believe. I, I think it's one I, of those so kind of moments. So I see that later in the story when he actually comes back. Okay. When he actually comes back, uh, and I think this many for many of us, for you, me, you know, when that that event first happened for me, you know, I said, "Wow, okay." Didn't stop the stuff, right? The dysfunctionality was still there, absolutely. But it was the beginning. I think this for him is the beginning. Oh, I would certainly agree with that. This it is, is beginning of beginning. that changing. Sure. You know, he may be saying, "Okay, well, if you're really going to do this, then this is what I'm going to do." Right. But I think it is beginning. Absolutely. And of I, his, I would, of his change of walk. 
Absolutely. I, th- let's put it that way. That's what I think it is. Well, and despite our short-sighted view, like God yes. literally just comes. And again, this is Abraham in a microcosm. Yes. Right? Yes. So hey, God comes to him and Abraham said, and he says, hey, I'm going to do all these things if you just go. So Abraham goes and then there's a famine. He goes down to Egypt and he's got to figure things out. Right? So here he is. God shows up and tells this guy, hey, this is all the things I'm going to do to you. And his response is essentially, maybe. Well, and yeah. Now, I, again, I understand what you're saying. And I, I said the same maybe too. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock this guy down in any way. What I'm saying is it is our nature that when God speaks, we say, Yeah, right. Uh, well, I don't, but, it's but too why? Much. why? Why do we do that? Why, why do people want? Because we look in the mirror and we say, huh, The same clown. There's no way. Well, we, we really, we look in the mirror and say, I know better. Yeah. Yeah. I know better. Yeah. You know, God doesn't know. And the me, ones that can't figure out that they're a beggar too, the ones that can't. They never get it. I mean, this was the same thing that Adam and Eve did. At the yeah. end of at, look, at the end of the day, we, what we keep coming back to is people doubt what God says, and we see that over and over and over again in the text. Don't get me wrong; I see what you're saying with this vow. We, I see. We saw it today in our counseling session. We absolutely did. I, I feel I feel for that person because they they can't get it in their head that God can really do this stuff. That He would do this for them, and it's sad. You know, we're going to keep working, and we're going to keep struggling. We're going to keep we're going to keep working through the text, and hopefully, I prayed I prayed for that person today. God, would you just start to chip her heart? Man, I was praying in the meeting. Just chip, just chip a little place where some of it can 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 sneak in. So yeah, so I I just want to clarify. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking Jacob. Yeah, I, I know. I'm not. Yeah. What I'm pointing out is we have a very short-sighted view. Not just me. Not just you. Not just Dan. All of us end up with a very short-sighted yeah. view of what God has said and His promises, well, and we sh- we short sell them. I think one thing He does say, though, is, is He realized this really happened. Did this really happen? And if it really happened, this is a very special place for Him. It's a very special place. Yeah, yeah. He he anoints the rock as the house. <laughs> I understand of God. that, but <laughs> that may be their cultural thing. That you know, he anoints the rock. Well, it's 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 also interesting that we. This is a theme we see in Scripture. Man trying to provide a house for God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Man trying to encapsulate God yeah. into some type trying of Trying to put image. him in a box. Trying to put him in a box. Yeah. yeah. And, um, this is God's house. You know, Stephen in, in Acts has a lot to say about that. And, and, I, and, and, I, and I, tell, I tell people all the time, you've heard me say it, this ain't God's house. That's right. This building here is not God's house. No. No, no, right? no. You know, this is not, this is a building with brick and stone and steel and windows. It's just a building. Knock the building down, it's not God's house. That's right. This, this is God's house. That's right. He's cleaned this up with his blood so that he That's can right. move in. That's his house. This place over there, this, this, any of this, this is not holy. It only becomes holy when we walk in. When yeah. we walk in together. Jesus said, we're two or more gathered in my name. Isn't that what he said? And how hard is it to believe that sometimes? It's very difficult. Because when, when you have, you know, we had... 30-something people at the retreat the other day. And you know what I know about all those guys? Every one of them. And, and, and the little kids are coming up. So, the, uh, you know, there was 20-something guys. That, they're all broken. They, they ain't none of them. Not, not one of us deserves what God's doing oh, for us. Oh, no. Not one of us. We're all Jacob. We're all Esau. Yeah. You know? and, and yet I'm looking around and seeing the great things that God's already doing in some of their lives and the great things he's going to do in some of their lives. And then I see 10 little kids, 10 little boys, guys. There was 10 little boys came and those little boys came with their dads and watched their dads and, and came and heard some of the stuff. And they, and they sat there, and they're going to one day, God's going to do great things with them. That's right. It's amazing, man. It's, it is. It's amazing. That's what it was all about. It's about the legacy that we're leaving to leave to those little boys and leave to our families and leave to the people around us and leave to you guys. That's right. You know, that's what Cole and I are doing, trying to leave a legacy that, that uh, you look at us and say, these are broken guys, but, man, they are, they're they they're full of grace and mercy. That came from God. You know, that, that's what he's capable of. And, you know, and for, for this guy, he said, I'm going to make a vow. I remember making that vow. I said, I'll make, I'll make a promise to you. Did I fulfill it? Nah, sometimes I didn't. I still don't sometimes. But, you know, I mean, but I, I'm never going to forget that time on my knees. I know where I was, and I know I said, God, I do not know what to do. I'm lost, and I don't want to be lost no more. And he showed up. Did I believe him? 
kind of, you know, kind of. I did start going to church. I did start coming to be with these people, and I and I did start studying with Dwayne, and and you know, so yeah, I did. But no, I don't know that I believed it at first. I, I thought, you know, Dwayne Wheeler didn't have a clue what he was working with. He didn't have what a pig I was. He didn't have a clue. I'm going, but you don't know me. You don't know what I'm. We don't know what I'm capable of, man. You have no idea. So, you know, I mean, it just anyway. I'm, you know, I, I, I connect with these guys, and I connect with how God sure. did it, and I connect with what happened to me in the very beginning with me, and I know you did too because we've talked about it. You know, so guys, understand, mm-hmm. God. When God shows up, He's gonna, He can do some miraculous stuff, but you gotta let Him. That's you right. gotta let Him. You gotta make the choice to make the vow, to realize that the, that that this is holy ground that He's talking about. And that he just showed up in your life, and maybe today, that day, maybe he just showed up in your life, man. I, I want you to, I want you to, to take that, take that on, and and keep going with it, and and do some great things with it. God wants to bless you, He does. He wants to bless. He wants to forgive us. That's what He sent His Son for. We have that opportunity. You know, if you don't understand what all that all that means, give us a call. Call us up. I don't care. You know, call us up and, and say. Hey, I want to study some more. I want to study some. I want to study more stuff. We'll send you some stuff. We'll find some stuff and send it to you. I'll send you scriptures and then we'll talk on the phone, and we'll study on the phone if we have to. That's okay? right. We're Let's good. Pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the for for folks like this that you used in spite of their frailty, in spite of the wickedness, in spite of the brokenness. It gives us great hope, Father, because we know that we're no different than these guys are. We are just like them, and we need you to look at us the same way. Father, thank you for what you're going to do in our lives, what you're capable of doing, and what you've already done. Father, the the salvation that comes, the grace, the mercy, the hope, the peace, the joy, all of those things that come because of your willing to work with us in our broken state. Thank you, Father, and thank you for your son. It's in his name that we pray.